Well, hey pals, today I'm gonna talk to you about something that we don't talk about a whole lot in business and certainly not a whole lot in Christian circles. And that is three ways to really practically love your customers better. (laughs) Because I know sometimes it feels like the line between business and Christianity or business and ministry is really blurry. And it's just something you're like, oh my gosh, I just don't know how to love these people like Jesus without being weird. I don't want to come across as pushy. I just don't want to be like too much. How do I love people well in my business and represent Christ well without, you know, putting people off or being weird. And so today I'm going to go through just three really practical ways to love your customers better as a Christian entrepreneur. Hey there, fellow entrepreneur. Welcome to Simple SEO and Marketing with me, Faith Hannon. Do you want to grow your business with organic marketing and finally feel like you can understand SEO? Are you scouring the internet for how to get more website traffic, SEO for dummies, and how to market on Pinterest? Have you tried to grow your business with SEO and blogging only to get frustrated and quit because it's overwhelming and too time consuming? Been there. (laughs) Hey, I'm Faith Hannon, Jesus lover, copywriter, blogger, wife, wrangler of tiny humans, and barrel racer. And let me tell you, I didn't have time to waste sorting through SEO and keyword strategies that either didn't work or were so over my head I couldn't understand them. I honestly thought that SEO and blogging only worked for people with a PhD in tech jargon and a whole team of employees until I learned these secrets. Good SEO strategies don't have to be complicated and creating and marketing great content doesn't have to take more than a couple hours a week total. So pop in those earbuds, slam some coffee, and let's grow your business with simple organic marketing and a healthy dose of biblical encouragement along the way. Well, hi, if y'all are new around here and this is your first episode that you've listened to where I am giving really scriptural advice, um, I just want you to know that welcome. Um, I'm so glad that you're here. One of the foundational things for me in creating this podcast and in running my business is that I truly believe that there should be no separation between business and ministry. And by that, I mean that everything that you do is ministry. If you are a Christian, you are called to be a follower of Christ and to share the love of Christ with the world. We're called to be the light of the world. And so I truly believe that we each have God-given gifts and talents to use in whatever sphere of influence God has called you to. For me, that's business um, and my local church. And those gifts and callings, they don't just like, you don't stop exhibiting the love of Christ because you're using those gifts and callings. So If you're new here and that's a new concept to you, welcome. I'm excited to walk through this with you a little bit. I know that the first time that I heard somebody talk about business being ministry, I was like, what? Like, cause I'd had this thing on my heart and this like, you know, just gnawing at me that business and ministry were were supposed to be one and the same for me in, in the sense that, you know, I should be, living like Jesus in my business and sharing the love of Jesus in my business, not, you know, running my business as a 501c3. That's not what I mean. But when I first heard somebody talk about that, like other than what had been stirring in my own heart, I was like, oh my gosh, mi gente, you are mi people. (laughs) And 
So that was just such an amazing point for me in my entrepreneurial journey. So if this is a new concept for you, not new, but you've never heard anybody else talk about it, know that, hi, I was there too. And welcome, because I truly believe that it's something that we all grow in continually in growing in knowing how to practically share the love of a real Jesus with the real world. So that's my little intro spiel. If you have never heard me talk about this before, because I know we have a lot of new friends here and I'm excited for y'all. So three ways, let's talk about three ways to love your customers better as a Christian entrepreneur. Okay. Now the number one way, the number numero uno thing I want to talk about today is just simply having the heart of a servant. Now I know in business, it can get really It can get very transactional, right? Like you buy this thing from me, you give me this many dollars, I give you this thing. Or you book this call with me, I do this thing, you give me the dollars. Like it's, it's business is transactional by nature, right? But it's also relational. And as you know, Christian entrepreneurs, I truly believe that we need to have the heart of a servant in everything that we do. So there's a verse in Romans 15, chapter one, verse Romans 15 verses one and two in the message paraphrase. And it says, those of us who are strong and able in the faith need to step in and lend a hand to those who falter and not just do what's most convenient for us. Strength is for service, not status. Each one of us needs to look after the good of the people around us, asking ourselves, how can I help? Now, I know when I first read that, I was like, oh yeah, like I was thinking specifically, how can I help in the local body or just how can I help those people around people around me in life? I wasn't necessarily thinking about this verse in particular for my business because the first time I heard this scripture, I wasn't in this business. And so, but as I take a step back and I think, okay, what are the gifts and talents that God has given me? What are the gifts and talents God has given you? And how can you use that to serve others with the heart of a servant and not just be like, Ooh, look at me. I'm so cool. I understand SEO and you don't peasants. (laughs) JK, JK. But one of the biggest epiphanies I've had, and I think every entrepreneur who has really found their lane has is just this epiphany of wait, what? Like not everyone understands this. Like, Not everyone's good at this. What do you mean that you suck at crunching numbers? What do you mean that you can't keep your books straight? What do you mean that you don't know how to wash and fold and put away laundry in the same business week? (laughs) That's totally me, y'all. Struggle bus with the laundry most days. But that big epiphany is, you know, I'm really good at something and something comes really easily to me that's not easy for everybody else. And there's something that you are so phenomenal at that comes really easily to you that not everybody else is great at. So I had a client, a coaching client a while back and she has a boutique and I just love her heart so much. I'm, I might try to get her on here as a guest sometime anyway, but one of her strengths that she has had since forever is putting together outfits but like from different styles. So she would have like put together like a rocker type, you know, jeans and a blazer and some really classy jewelry with like a blouse before that was a thing. And that's just one of her gifts. And she would have like, she always dressed like that. And then it would have other people be like, Hey, I really love the way that you look. Can you help me dress, 
you know, like this too. And so this strength, this natural God-given strength that she had and cultivated turned into something that she could then use to help serve people. And I think, you know, when we just take a step back and we look at our gifts as just that, simply a gift given to us by God to be used to bless others and glorify his name, it's a lot easier to have and maintain that heart of a servant in our business because we are in business to serve people and serve God. And one more quick thing before I move on to the next point, I promise, is that just like you are really great at something, there's some things that you're not really great at. Sorry to burst your bubble. (laughs) And this is honestly a point that we're trying to teach our kids right now. You know, I've got a five-year-old and she's like just even teaching you're like, hey, there's these things that you're going to be naturally gifted at and things that your friends are going to be naturally gifted at. And we're going to cheer your friends on and their natural gifts. And we're going to work really, really hard with your natural gifts and to try to get better and better and better at the things that God has gifted you to do. My point being, there are things that you need other people for too. And so sometimes I think it's hard for us to receive help graciously because we have been not really great at giving help graciously or the other way around, right? So look at your gifts as something that you can use to serve. I'm not saying that you should give away everything for free. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I do think that when you maintain the heart of a servant, your customers can show, right? And it allows the light of Christ to just show through you so much better, so much easier. Okay, now point number two, and this is a big one, guys. Tell the truth. (laughs) Tell the truth. Just tell the truth, okay? You are not going to be the best fit for everyone. Your program is not going to be the best fit for everyone. And now might not really be the time for them to purchase this. And that is okay. (laughs) That's okay. Now, from a spiritual standpoint of why you should tell the truth, um, hi, the devil is a liar. All right, liar, liar, pants on fire, going to burn in hell forever. (laughs) We don't want to be like him. (laughs) And, you know, sometimes people get like, well, it's, you know, it's just a sales tactic or it's just, you know, like a spin on something. Like, no, y'all, even a little leaven, even a little yeast leavens the whole bread. Like, be truthful, be honest, be upfront. And when we do things God's way and we truly honor God in our businesses, Y'all, he's going to bless that. He blesses it when we do things in accordance with his ways, okay? Now, even from a business and from a financial standpoint, I would rather have a few clients or students and have them be the right students in the right place in their business than have a room full of the wrong people in the wrong place. Now, what what do I mean by that? Like, Let's say you're selling a digital course or a coaching program and you have discovery calls and people are like, oh yeah, well, I don't know. And they're really not in the right place. Like they're really not ready for what you offer or maybe they're beyond what you offer. Okay, like they're, they've progressed past that, but you sell them on it anyway to make a buck and to get people in the door. They're not gonna see the success that you want them to see to be the testimonials that you need to grow. And they're going to be more work if they're not ready, right? Because if they're just not ready for your program or ready for what you offer, then it's going to be a heck of a lot more work for you to get them to where you need to get them, right? Versus having been super truthful and super transparent about like, "Mm, no, you're really not ready yet. 
you're going to get the right people in the door who are going to be in the right place to make the progress that they can, that they're supposed to be making in your program or your coaching or whatever. So please tell the truth, please, please, please. And if you make a mistake, own it. Y'all, I don't even know how many times I've had to apologize. Be like, man, I, that was my mistake. Please forgive me. Let me make it right. Like tell the truth. And I know that that seems really simplistic and really basic, Betty, but it needs to be said. So I'm just going to say it and watch. I mean, just honestly, take a step back. Look at some of your sales copy. Look at some of this, you know, the, the sales stuff that you've read and the sales advice that you've read and like, ask yourself, is this truthful? (laughs) If Jesus was sitting right here next to me, would he be like, hmm? girl, that is not the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Nope. (laughs) Because if it's not, if it's not truthful, if it's not completely truthful, like just don't do it, don't say it. And then you don't have to worry about backpedaling and figuring out what you told who. And it's just, oh my goodness, the truth is always better. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Now, number three, the third thing that I really want you to do and that I am going to try to do better and do more of in my own business is to pray with people, to pray with and for your clients. Now, I know that praying with people gets kind of a weird and a bad rap and I absolutely hate that. And I know that some people aren't super comfortable praying out loud with somebody, but you know how you get comfortable? You practice. And maybe if you're like, oh my gosh, Faith, I cannot, I cannot pray out loud with somebody that I barely know. Well, practice with somebody that you do know, okay? But praying, praying with people gets a bad rap. And I I just hate that. It's not supposed to be weird, y'all. God told us so many times to pray with each other, to pray for each other, okay? It's not supposed to be weird. And I know sometimes it's like, okay, well, I can't pray, sit there and pray with every client, right? I can't pray with everybody that walks through the door in my store. No. And you're not supposed to be weird about it. Like be led by the Holy Spirit. You know, I don't pray with every single person on every single coaching call. I pray with some and I pray with the people in my group coaching, group coaching program, which wrapped up last week and I miss my babies. I miss my pals (laughs) tearing up, but I prayed with them in those group coaching calls just because that's what I felt like I was supposed to do for that. But be led, don't be weird, but also don't be scared. Because I think so many times we don't step out and pray with people and we call it weird, but really deep down we're scared. Okay. Now I have a, I, I don't know when it started, honestly, but a few years ago I was like, well, you know what? Just screw it. If somebody stands out to me, and the Holy Spirit lays it on my heart to pray for him, I'm just gonna pray for him. And I'm gonna walk up to him and I'm gonna ask him if I can pray for him. And I've done it lots of times. And it's so stinking cool, y'all. Now, there's been some times that were a little awkward. And there's honestly been, I think I've only ever had two people tell me that they didn't want me to pray with them out of, and I haven't done this with hundreds of people. So don't like get weird, crazy high numbers in your brain, but I've only ever had two people say no, they didn't want me to pray with them. And like, really, what's the worst somebody's going to do? Say no, they don't want you to pray with them. Okay, great. That's fine. But when you take the time to pray with your clients that you feel led to pray with, that not only, you know, opens the door for you to partner with God and, and, 
you know, pray and bring, you know, bring his will to pass. But also it lets those people know that you truly love them and you truly care. Because I know so often we, AKA I say, oh, I'll pray for you. And then we forget. But if I just pray right then and there and get her done and like call down heaven, like then it's done. Right. And I've prayed and we've made a difference because we've partnered with God. Now, now I know you can't, like, I can't sit there and pray for like, pray with every single person on my email list. I get that, but take some time, set aside some time during your week. You don't even have to do it daily, but during your week to pray for your clients, to pray for the people on your email list, to pray for the people who read your blog or listen to your podcast or whatever, because the Holy Spirit knows what they need. God knows what they need. And when you partner with God and you pray for them, gosh, isn't it? It's so cool that we get to partner with God and bless people, right? And we get to partner with God in bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth. So I've got one more scripture for you today, but I've got it in two translations. Okay. So Philippians 1, 9 and the Amplified says this, And I pray that your love may abound more and more, displaying itself in greater depth, in real knowledge, and in practical insight. And then Philippians 1, 9 through 11 in the message says, So this is my prayer, that your love will flourish, and that you will not only love much, but well. Learn to love appropriately. You need to use your head and test your feelings so that your love is sincere and intelligent, and not just sentimental gush. (laughs) Live a lover's life, circumspect and exemplary, a life Jesus would be proud of, bountiful in fruits from from the soul, making Jesus Christ attractive to all, getting everyone involved in the glory and praise of God. So as I leave y'all today, I just want to pray over you. Okay, so Lord, I just come before you and I lift up those who are listening to this podcast and I ask that you would give them boldness or to step fully into their giftings and callings, Lord, as Christian entrepreneurs, Lord, that they would lean into you and partner with you even deeper in the gifts and callings that you've given them, Lord, that they would that they would get revelation and wisdom and knowledge from you, divine strategies from heaven, not just in how to grow their business, but in how to love their people well and how to love their customers well. Lord, I thank you that you stir them up to pray for and with people in their circle, to pray for and with people in their business. Lord, that they would, that I would get emails and, and messages of people saying, God, Hey, we prayed for this person and we saw this result because God, because of the power of prayer and the power of your spirit at work in us. So Lord, I thank you that you have not just, um, anointed us to do this good work that you have for us, Lord, but you're partnering with us in it. And Lord, I thank you for that. And Lord, I thank you for a spirit of boldness and a spirit of love, Lord, that we would see love and truth partnered in our business, Lord, as we let you lead and guide every single step of the way. Lord, we love you so, so much. And we ask that you would help us to honor you and love you and worship you even more in everything that we do, including our businesses. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right. We'll talk to y'all next time. And until then, go make some bold moves, y'all, and love the people that God has given you to love even better. And just take these three easy tips to love your people better as a Christian entrepreneur. 
Thank you so much for listening in today. Hopefully this episode gave you some really tangible tips for better SEO and marketing to get more leads and more sales from your website. If it did, can I ask you a quick favor? Would you please share this episode with a friend and then just take 10 seconds and go leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. That is the very best way to help more Jesus-loving entrepreneurs scale their businesses so that they can help more people with their gifts and make an even bigger impact for the kingdom of God. And guess what? We now have a Facebook community where we can learn, hang out, and laugh. Go join the Facebook group now. It's linked in the show notes. And all the other things, courses, coaching, and copywriting can be found at my website, faithhannon.com. Until next time, God bless, and I'll talk to you soon.